2: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736 736.
1: Yes, indeed. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel. Now, I have some good news, but it's not going to... um, materialise immediately, the great giddy-up Gareth Hall is going to join us for the Friday form panel, which will be music to the ears of one of his great mates who's down the line and joins me every week for FFP. That's Dan Maliki. How are you,
0: Dan? I'm very well, yeah. Now he's. he was very excited. He gave me a call last night, uh, did the great man that you're referring to. Um, I'm very excited to be involved with the... Uh, Focus on the Ballarat um, tipping and, and form uh, assessments for uh, for the first night of the SEN track Inter-Dominion.
1: It's going to be magnificent. Uh, it really trying to almost... Uh, last night did an outside broadcast for the uh, greyhound show we did, at and talking to people about the Inter-Dominion. People know the name. People... I think it still permeates the broader racing and sporting landscape, but really trying to bring people into it. It is so unique difficult to explain in many ways, but once you get people's heads around it, they can't help but love the concept from a punting point of view though I mean all week I've been thinking to myself from a horse person point of view, it's the most challenging series for the driver and for the punter as well, which is the beauty of it. it's it's an epic
0: chess match that goes for two weeks, Dan. Yeah, my word. and top level horses as well and you're getting an abundance of them three paces, three trotters. Uh, three times within a week uh, before they progress to the finals and effectively the same horses can end up in consolations uh, as well. So it's what uh, we grew up on. Uh, It was very much traditional. That tradition has been altered a fair bit over the course of the last 20 years. Uh, But at least what we have as the end of this year, it it is the way we remember it. Uh, Well, Certainly at an impressionable age when I was growing up and um, I loved it, and, um, you know, it's part of the reason why that I, I enjoy the harness racing so much today.
1: I don't know your opinion, Dan, because I've, I've, um, I've, I've heard plenty over the years, and we know, as you mentioned, that the series has um, evolved and changed and returned to its original format. I'll be honest with you. if, In my opinion, if the Inter-Dominion couldn't be this way, this way that it's going to be this year, the traditional way, I wouldn't call it the Inter-Dominion anymore. people have got different ideas about how you can reshape the series and we saw what happened in New South Wales going back um, seven or eight or nine years ago you can call that something else but if you're gonna call the Inter Dominion I feel like it has to be those three heats into the final the way we've got it in 2022 here in Victoria what do you
0: reckon well it's not really a carnival unless it is and yeah I do I I think so Um, you always want to welcome some new things around, but there's nothing wrong with tradition sometimes as well Mm. because it worked, uh, or at least those aspects of it did. Um, And for a lot of people around our vintages, there's not a lot of difference between us. Um, I mean, it's not necessarily a photo finish, if you know what I mean, (laughs) but but they're the things that linked us to the harness racing. And, And as you said, it's uh, a series that permeates beyond just harness racing. People recognise that name, that brand, uh, even though it's been mashed up so much over the last two decades. Um, a lot of people—it's—it's it's the one race more than any other race series. A lot of uh, say thoroughbred people or even greyhound yeah. people that they might hear us talk about the Vic Bread or the Breeders' Crown, but not in the same way they uh, have heard the Inter Dominion talked about. So. Um, that's why I think we've got to attempt to strengthen it up and uh, get it back to the those uh, those glory days of uh, of the Inter-Dominion being the race that everyone wanted to compete in and win.
1: I've uh, I've just seen the develop print and um, you've got me by a small margin uh, and, and I will have Gareth by a small margin. So your numbers there are one, two and three. Dan Malicki just in front of uh, Jay Bond and Gareth Hall in for the bronze medal. Race one, let's get stuck in. Hopefully Gareth can join us soon. This is um, this is the free kick of the night, surely Jacks Hawk. Well, we don't even know how good Jacks Hawk is. Second in the New South Wales Derby, turns up and just three very cheap kills. This is slightly harder than what he's been facing, but not much harder. He should be winning. The question mark I think after that is who runs second and third? Then
0: yeah, no, good. That's a good question and a much tougher question to answer. He's uh, he's in the zone at the moment. You're right. He's had three pretty much. Uh, walkovers at his three runs back from a spell, just classes above uh, where his rivals were. He had that long time off after running second in the in the derby, so had well over uh, a year off, or closer to a year and a half, in fact. Um, and he's in terrific form. He, he'll be at prohibitive odds, and um, he'll be winning. Uh, I like Keyang Silvani's run uh, last time at uh, Melton. I thought it was an eye catcher. I thought it was the sort of run where he'll be winning soon. Might be winning this race, but he can certainly run a place. So number three, Keeang Silvani uh, to run second. One got to have a hobby from its good gate. And, and five, uh, Hurricane Hustler, who is first up. But four on top. Do you think the three might be a decent place bet? Um, only thing is, I don't know about you, but I can't see any place prices.
1: Um, uh, no, I can. There are, but there's no value. They're all zero. Um, there so well, there's no value at the win. moment. Uh, I'm anyway. going I'm going four, five, two, and nine. Uh, Hurricane Hustler, two runs before going for a break. He indicated he was a pretty good horse. Uh, he turns up here. It's just a difficult draw uh, being one outside the favourite. Captain Wilson in for third. He's a good chance of being able to cross the pole marker if he gets there. I think he's your likely silver medalist. And then number nine, Rocket Boy, who trails in behind Captain Wilson. But Jack Hawk. Uh, this sounds ridiculous, but at $1. seven, he might be a touch of value. Gareth all is here, so we're going to take a break, come back and start kicking into these Inter-Dominion qualifiers, all six of them for the Trotters and the Pacers when we return on the Friday form panel right here on SEN Track.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 499 736 736 Welcome back to the Friday Corn Panel.
1: Some hot new tracks for a hot new series. It's not new. Inter-Dominion's been around for a while. Gareth Hall. Lovely to see you, my good friend.
3: Hello, Jason. Danny Malecki, the voice of Harness Racing, my great mate. Great to be with him um, on the show again. Um, Looking forward to tomorrow night. Not a vintage Inter-Dominion, but it was a bit like rocking up to Sydney last year that... We weren't. Like, it It wasn't a vintage Inter-Dominion inter- either. But there were so many great stories. And as the series unfolded, um, it was so interesting. So, looking forward to it this year because it is the sport's biggest race, Jason.
1: Well, there's no doubt about it in my – well, in my opinion, yours and Dan's as well. Let's move on to the first of the Inter-Dominion qualifiers for the Trotters and Track Inter-Dominion. And this is the critical question, Dan, and how – this was part of the explanation – I was trying to make last night to a few people. I think Queen Elida is clearly the best horse in the first of the Inter-Dominion trotting qualifiers. But this is a qualifier. It's just that it's a heat and just believe has got the the better draw and should be able to find the front. Having said that, I still can't quite get my head around $1.95 versus $2.80. But we'll have Greg Sugars on at around 11 to um, explain the situation. Give us your thoughts, Dan.
0: Oh, look, just believes in the best form of his career. There's uh, no doubt about that. He, he can make his own luck. We've often seen him sit in the breeze and still win in good races. So he'll uh, he'll attempt to push his way forward. Um, trying to find something that might be prepared to keep him out. I'm not sure it's there because it is an Inter-Dominion heat and it's the first of three. And there is a sprint lane. Bear that in mind at Ballarat, yes, a sprint lane. There's a makeup of a few different things involving this Inter-Dominion that really... I'm not so keen on, uh, but uh, look, the end of Dominion uh, and any other track, I, I don't understand why it has to be a Ballarat, but that aside, Just Believe can push its way forward and as a result of a sprint lane being there, whatever horse that might be in front that could be thinking about uh, keeping out the favourite might err on the side of caution because points will be tallied up uh, to, to make the grand final over the course of the three heats. So bearing that in mind, I think Just Believe will work his way to the top and He might just be too good. Um, Queen Alita, we know what to expect from her. From her draw on the back line, she follows through a horse called Sleepy. Now Sleepy's got some gate speed. Now I'm not saying Queen Alita has to chase her through, but she might be able to end up in a position close enough because if Just Believe gets to the front, he won't necessarily go slow, but I can't see how the pace in the race will be genuine enough to help Queen Alita reel in a margin over Just Believe. So that's my reasoning in the difference between the two and probably why the market has got Just Believe favourite as well. So six from nine, Adele, number 10, and then Parisian Artiste, number eight. There's a lot of place chances here. Chinese Whisper was much better last week. But Just Believe, for me, I've made him the best on the card. Race two, horse six, six, nine, ten, eight.
1: It always upsets me, Gareth, when I don't align with Dan because it it, 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 it concerns me. It really concerned. I'm with Queen Alight up. Um, here's a scenario I've got. Just Believe does lead. You reckon there might be one there drawn no, inside I, potentially? I thought that maybe What's
3: Up Majestic, but now I strongly believe that Just Believe will lead and win here at ninety-five.
1: I just don't think that Queen Elida will nec- necessarily sit back and come with one run this time. I think it might roll around. And I think she is a stronger, more complete um, Trotter than uh, even we give her credit for, and I think we all give her enormous credit. So I've got her on top of Just Believe. Well done if you've got $4 about Queen of If Even if she doesn't win, you can now probably find a way to win off the race. I'll tell you what, I've always been a little bit sick for Chinese Whisper, and I saw the real Chinese Whisper, or an approximation of him, last time out. So he's a knockout hope. I'll, ha- I'll have him in the early quaddy. For some percentage. And I've got a lot of, lot of muscle in for fourth. I think it'll be the one to find the front and hand up to just believe. Are you with Dan Malecki or Jason Bonington?
3: No, I'm clearly with Dan Malecki. I just thought you might be. the lead. Yeah. I think what a muscle's a good place bet at $4. This was an un- he's an underrated trotter for mine. He was really competitive during this series last year in Sydney. Well, he won and, a heat, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was sensational. And I think he's getting better as well. And I think that, um, yeah, Queen Alita will be finishing third. But you've got to remember at Ballarat, when you're on the pegs and these horses are running the times that they are, um, it's very hard to make up ground around that final bend.
1: Yeah, I'll just go back to that Bill Collins uh, trotter sprint where Just Believe was in the breeze and Queen Elida was about 1,000 yards off them and uh, and really encroaching to that margin late. We might go for another break. We'll come back, talk about the second of the Inter-Dominion Trotting Championship qualifiers. And we know all about this one. Majestuoso is going to try and lead all the way. Where is Bolt for brilliance? We'll find out the thoughts of Gareth Hall and Dan Malecki when we return on the Friday Form Panel.
2: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736
1: 736. A little bit of Jay-Z leads you back into Jay Bond and we brought in the heavy hitters, Gareth Hall and Dan Malecki. Couple of the biggest names in uh, racing joining us for the Friday form panel today. Now,
3: Damn would love a bit of JZ. I reckon back in the day,
1: he's a Pill Jam man with me. Like he's yeah. got a we, diverse Dan. Yes, but we are we like our we like our, uh, like our grunts, don't we?
0: We do indeed. Yeah, Nirvana and yep. Foo Fighters and and um, Hair of the Dog and uh, yeah, you, Stone Temple Pilots and, couple, and obviously Pill Jam. What a
1: couple, Bonington and Aleki. <laughs> Just out there with our flannels on in the mosh pit. Right, um, let's move back to the Inter-Dominion. This is the second heat of the Trotting Championship. Dan, we've been told all week that Majestuoso is going to be leading and holding the lead here. And uh, all indications are, well, bold for brilliance. I mean, it's a burning question, but not one we can answer exactly where he's at, isn't it? I mean, that Mm. lung infection, we know he wouldn't be here. Unless Tony Herlihy, the Iceman, felt that he was ready to roll. But he's only arrived – did he only arrive a day or two ago and he's got to turn up here? And somehow he's still favourite. I feel this market has to flip at some point, doesn't
0: it? Well, it, it sort of ha- has. It. In fact, depending on which um, – Provider. Which, yeah, provi- betting provider, there's a different favourite – they're sort of split. So um, I was of the opinion uh, yesterday when I was uh, uh, having a chat about the, the race that Majestuoso could end up the favourite because of barrier one and the little question marks on Bolt for Brilliance. Bolt for Brilliance has got to improve through the um, f- through the three heats. He has to, from where he was at, he comes in here. He hasn't raced for a few weeks, which doesn't sound like a long time uh, in in harness racing. But when he's had a, um, a to travel, fly across from NZ after missing a run. And remember, he did miss a run. Surely the edge is just off him. He's got to be a horse that will improve with a run. Bear in mind also that he will um, have that question mark on whether he's close enough to where his top would be because clearly he was underperformed. So to a degree, you've got to be wary of taking that short price about him um, I'm still a little wary of, of Majestuoso, yeah. even though he might lead. There's a lot of good speed on that front line. I know Andy's confident Majestuoso can hold up, but if they press the button with Always Ready, yeah. he could probably lead. And if they press the button with Sundon's Courage, he could probably lead. So, and Balfour Brilliance is a good beginner. He does not lack gate speed for a trotter. He gets out pretty good. So I think it, it's it's not a lay down, Mazzev. If Majestuoso did lead and Balfour Brilliance sat without cover possibility is they might back off the tempo and then it just becomes a, a, a 28 second or, or quicker last, last quarter. And if that's the case, they should run one too. But kept looking over the replay of Sundon's courage last start. If that wasn't Sundon's courage, um, he would be a $4 equal second or third favourite in the race. His turn of thought was outstanding. He'd come home. Remember, they ran quarters in the, in the crown graduate trot of 29 295, 29,2. 2 The leader broke. Horses on the pegs uh, obviously got into a bit of trouble. Sundon's courage left them standing in a 27-9 final quarter. I think this horse is going as good as he ever has, or, or at least for a long time. No, he doesn't win out a turn, all that sort of stuff. But when you see about 20 to 1, for a horse that absolutely romped in against Just Believe, it does not make sense. He's my tip. Each way, number four, oh. Sundon's Courage, from each of either um, Bolt for Brilliance and Majestuoso. Four, two, one, and ten. Uh, great to see Pink Galars back at the track. She hasn't raced for a long time, and I don't know how to rate her for this race first up. But one horse I can rate is Sundon's Courage, and he should be well and truly under half the quote he's at at Twenty-one dollars, I'm looking at right now.
1: Well, I marked him seven dollars fifty, and he's stolen my thunder like he normally does. Then I'm not tipping him on top, but he definitely goes nearly quaddy. Like I've got a funny feeling. I know Ryan Duffy has re-partnered with him for a while, but they just seem to have an incredible relationship. And Ryan Duffy loves Santon's courage. And he is at his best. Whether that's good enough, Gareth, even if Majestuoso leads, look, I think you'll win Majestuoso. But we actually haven't seen the best of him in a fair while as well. The first up run was really good, but it has been a while since we've seen the A++ version of Majestuoso as well.
3: Don't make it complicated, lads. Majestuoso will lead and win, um... Sundon's courage won't get near him. He, I think he's a great place chance, but he doesn't win in this company. I know he defeated a pretty handy field the other day, but the favourite had no luck. In Bolt for brilliance, I think he's still probably the horse to beat, but you need to see it um, before you can believe it. And I think that he'll finish in the money. But Majestuoso, no, nothing will cross him either. He'll lead and win. Um, and I think he'll start favourite.
1: I, I'm pretty sure he'll start favourite. Yeah, I reckon the, I agree. I reckon the one who's most likely, if he really pressed the button, would be always ready.
3: But they can't do that because if he does that, he won't cross, and then he's out the back, so it's a waste of
0: time. Well, it's, it's, but it's, he's it's, out the back anyway. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So what, why would you bother? Because but he'd be, be a better chance. chance
0: leading, crossing, handing up the Sundon's courage or Balfour for but brilliance. he not cross. So he won't cross majestuoso well he's got no hope anything that goes back in that race they've got no hope if, if majestuoso and ball for brilliance are going to dominate at the top you, you you may as well just pull up at the bell
3: yeah but then if you go forward then what you haven't got a horse for shepherd and if you draw the pole
0: yeah but you might slide in and get a couple of more points when a horse is hard fit you know when you see them single out an indian file and they go back to last and you think why don't you go and sit in the death they don't end up in a position worse than where they would be if they sat in the death, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So even always ready could end up possibly with cover somewhere and might run a good sixth. And they'll be it'll be better than going out the back, settling down last and finishing a good ninth. That's the way I see it. If he was my horse, I would be looking to get in. Cause when you've got an asset, if your asset is gate speed, if your asset is toughness, if your asset is sit sprint. You utilise that to the horse's capabilities. This horse has got gait speed. You've got to have a look. It mightn't work out, but what's the point of having a horse with gait speed if you're not going to use it?
1: Gareth, I'd like you to join the Friday form panel on a full-time basis because that was, that was a lovely debate and conversation. And, um, by the way, just for your reference... I'll be right because I'm always right we, we, <laughs> we, When you say keep it simple... Dan and I like to make it as difficult as possible, all right? don't
3: complicate no, things. No. It's simple.
1: But we are here to create scenarios. Choose your own adventure, possibilities, dimensions. What could happen you're to waste, make it more you're exciting? are wasting
3: time. We just want to get to the next race. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what, we better go to the news first, eh? And we'll come back with Greg <laughs> Sugars and Heat 3 of the Trotters, or round one of the Trotters in the Dominion tomorrow night at Bray Raceway, Ballarat, back in a moment.
2: You're listening to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington on SEN Track. Man, won't you hurry? I'm
1: tired of Tom Bang loves to play that song when uh, we have Greg Sugars on the line. Um, and Gareth, what a workhorse he is. He's out there. He's hitting the phone lines. Spoken with Jason Grimson. He's got Ryan Duffy on the phone right now. But on the actual radio, so the radio show, we've got Greg Sugars. How are you, Gregory? Very well thanks javon let's fire out uh, five quick questions and uh, and get the answers so that we can find some winners let's start with just believe the draw advantage does look significant are you very confident of leading and are you confident of winning uh
4: yes on both counts um very happy with the horse uh, he um i thought he hit the line very well under the circumstances last week whether dragging a flat type the last four or five hundred meters and He's come through the run really well and yeah, having the barrier draw advantage over what looks to be our main danger in Queen Alida, Um Yeah, we're, we're pretty happy with where
1: we're situated. Question two. Can we trust one overall to do everything right back to the mobile? No.
4: Okay. <laughs> um, I, would, I would like to think yes. I'm going out there actually with a positive mind. I, I do think I'll get him round, but I don't think you can trust him. It's not a word you know, sort of use um, in his description. So... Yeah, look, I think he, I think he will trot all the way. Um, whether he'll get leave the gate well enough to um, to take up a real good position, not confident of that.
1: Will you be leading with Better Eclipse?
4: Uh, again, not real sure. There's a lot of speed to the outside. Depends if a few of those really ask a hundred percent of their horses at the start. Um, we know he's good enough to hold his own. He held the Victoria Cup runners to the first turn, um, but I think if um, if the situation unfolds where it looks like I, I'm capable, um, I'll be quite happy to hold the front.
0: Yeah, that's
1: um, that's worried me slightly. Uh, will the La- La- captain be crossing a very fast front line in race eight?
4: Uh, yeah, not sure. 50-50 on that one. Um, he likes the short trip. He's in good order. Um, do plan on sort of driving him positive, but I'll get a pretty good indication of how the other runners leave the gate for the first sort of 50 metres, whether we're really full steam ahead or not.
1: Is Celestial Gossip um, in need of another run? We know he grows a leg in front, but um, there's a fair bit of speed off the front line in that race as well.
4: Yeah, that's right. No, he's he's in pretty good order too. He's done well from his first up run there a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, if he's quick enough to sort of hold the front, that's where he'll stay. And um, if, he, if he is in that position, then... Um, yeah, he'll give him something to chase.
1: And is Cherokee Joe slightly off his best, or does he just need a more appropriate race like the one that finishes the program on uh, Saturday night?
4: I think he just needs to find a more suitable race. Um, yeah, his first start run was really good, and then sort of probably throwing him in the deep end in the country cups, he couldn't quite handle that. The depth of that race and um, even his last start was, yeah, once he wasn't able to find the fence, it was sort of game over for him, shuffled out the back in the very fast time. So I think he's still going um, as good as what he's capable of going. So we just need to find the right race. And, um, yeah, we may may have in fact found it this week.
1: Thank you, Candyman. You are dismissed. We will see you at Ballarat tomorrow night. No worries. Thank you. That was pretty good. Um... Yeah,
3: I was impressed. You've learnt. You were sensational. No. Were short, sharp and... Um...
1: Did, okay. I learned, did, I, did I learn from you, Gareth?
3: No, no, I thought you'd be really good.
1: Um, terrific. Um,
3: wonderful feedback. Um, what, did you,
1: what did we learn from that, Dan? Oh, let's talk about one overall, first of all. Um, $1.70, and Greg's telling us that he can't be sure that the horse will get around. That is, that's got to be too short. You will be looking for some sort of value, I, I would imagine.
0: Well, look, he's a very fast beginner. He actually kept out um, uh, one of those. Was it Always Ready or the other one? All cashed up one night. So he gets out quick. But again, um, the trust factor. And because it's three heats, you go in with a short-priced favourite, heat one, and he breaks at the start. Likelihood, he'll run beyond midfield. Um, And then probably get put out of the draw as well. You think of those consequences, um, and it could be game over uh, for him uh, for the series if that happens. So... Even if he could just finish top three, get a build a bit of confidence back, because he's got a whole lot of ability, hasn't he? Coming off a series of standing start runs, um, and his eyes might light up when he gets the opportunity. But I think he's got the right draw to take advantage of the right heat with his main danger drawn the back row. Um, I've tipped his main danger, but I think one overall's. going to be very hard to beat and the difference between the two is i feel like i can trust mafasa metro more than than one overall so he can absolutely win because he is a talent one overall Um, but you know when it came down to a trust situation um when you had an opportunity to pick which team you wanted to play for i think i'd go mafasa metro the roller coaster ride would be a lot of fun um, but all the press would be banging on your door the next morning talking about one overall. I much prefer a sleep-in, and I'm more likely to get it with Mafasa Metro and their team. So 10 on top for me, guys, um, uh, from three, 10 from three, and the harder part was trying to find the place-getters. B4 Bacardi's the interesting horse to try and weigh up, and I thought that uh, Majestic Harry's going well. It's a great story having Brittany Graham from Sky Channel there and driving in the race, but 10, 3, 9, and 5... I would have thought the most interesting runner is B4 Bacardi. Now that it's uh, joined the Emma Stewart stable, it's got a picket fence next to its name. When it left Victoria, it was nowhere near this class. Um, don't know how to treat it this time. What about you guys?
3: I do. I could beat the Trotters in WA. It's no chance B4 Bacardi.
0: No, um,
1: when I see E. Stewart and M. Pitt and you say no chance, it's a, well, it's like it's playing Russian roulette with your well, own existence. Did you say it's trial?
3: His trial was terrible.
1: Well, you, well, you know... Um, I know the horse. You know I'm, the horse.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good horse for the, the, the WA trotting scene. The Baritha, bus so Metro needs to lead, so it's yeah. a risk.
1: Oh, well, well um, I, I, quickly, I'm going 3, 10, 7 and 9. But I'll tell you very quickly, Brittany Graham's horse here, Majestic Harry, has got really good gate speed. Yeah. And if one overall did break, this could be a, a fairytale story. Drop the mic, jump in the bike, and uh, <laughs> potentially find the front. So... And I'll tell you what, Majestic Harry running out could put one overall under a little bit of pressure. Now, I want your tips before we go for a break, but also the information, because you were hitting the phone lines hard during the last break. So tell us what you learnt from Jason Grimson and Ryan Duffy.
3: I'll tell a little bit later as we get to those races, but just in this race, one overall probably will win if it trots, but I think I'll have each way Brownlow Prince and also Majestic Harry. Nephew's Mefaso um, Metro I'll take on every day of the week. I think he needs to lead to be competitive.
1: I'll only say this as we go to a break. If one overall stays in gate and looks really safe here, I think he can nearly win the series. 3.10.7 and 9. Time for a break. Back with the pacing qualifiers. Round 1 of the Inter-Dominion kicking off at Bray Raceway, Ballarat tomorrow night.
2: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN track. Text us on 0499 736 736. My face above the water. My feet can't touch
1: the ground. Hopefully, our faces are above the water after round one of the Inter Dominion heats uh, tomorrow night at Ballarat. Dan, um, I've got these great memories as we went to Geelong for the Geelong Cup back Dan and you were as declarative as I've ever heard you in your entire broadcasting career that that horse would win and he did win
3: can't make an observation here yeah why do we always go to Dan for his tips first why don't you go first
1: um all right uh Wonderful, Gareth. Um, Dan, I'm going to go to you anyway, uh, because we're talking about Mac what? Dan, and you, you were de- you, like you, you just called this and said, well, you know, any price Mac Dan in the Geelong. Well, I will tell you what, yeah. he went even better uh, last time. at. I've got no doubt. I know you, you've always had a big opinion of him, but it feels to me he's definitely gone next level. He looks the leader. Is there any tiny? chance that he would hand up to act now i know there's probably not but i'm just posing that's it. a stupid question no it's not it is it's <laughs> not because you have to ask these things why but it's
3: not going to happen it,
1: no it probably won't happen it's a million to one <laughs> i'll tell you what gareth gareth's gonna win any amount of money tomorrow he he seems to know everything that's gonna happen uh, dan so he's gonna kill it matt uh-huh. is your moral at a dollar seventy yep yeah
0: i agree yeah he is look i was really keen that he would win last week and sit outside Honolulu bay he's he's a really good horse and he's in the zone he ran fourth in a hunter cup uh earlier this year from a a, a a you know a draw that didn't really suit him when he draws to lead a he's got the gate speed but he's also got the strength he's got the stamina and around ballarat i think gareth alluded to it before the advantage of being in front around ballarat um Look, it's it's, a, it's an extra length and a half Ish. you have up your sleeve compared to other tracks. So he wins, act Now's quick beginner, but not as quick as Mac Dan. Uh, he probably have to sit parked. Mac Dan will, will slide home in a, you know, if it's a fair night, uh, weather-wise, he, he can run sub 54, they can't catch him. Uh, he's at the top of his game and gets the barrier draw advantage. So two clear top pick, um, he can be my second best bet, second leg of my all up, uh, but he was into odds on uh, beforehand. Um, I think it may well be a race where expensive ego will have to go around them. The key here is for him, obviously, to earn as uh, the best amount of points he can, and he can do that, but he'll have to go around them at some stage. I, any horse that tries to come with one run here in the last lap, uh, they might make ground, but you know where are they gonna end up? A horse like Focus Stride, who's probably four or five lengths inferior to expensive ego and act now, is gonna be in the second best p- position in the race. So he's a really good top four shot. Um, I've tipped two, ten, seven, and 1, uh, but Mac Dan... Uh, look, if he drew front line in all of the heats... Well, actually, it doesn't matter that, about the heats, where he draws, because he will still qualify, but if he draws front line in the final, he can win the final, no doubt.
1: Gareth... Um... Not many hosts throw to themselves for the first quarter. Cri- right, um, yeah. what are your thoughts? He, he's a moral, obviously, in yeah, your McMahon eyes as well. Leads and Dan, leads and wins. Cause $70, seventy does look like money for old rope, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, there's not too much pressure. I don't think Act Now will cross him, so I don't know if, even if they'll try.
1: I think that expensive
3: ego, he's the interesting horse. He needs to really stand up. Um, he was pretty good. I thought he was excellent throughout the Inter-Dominion series last year. and then well, he, produced,
1: he produced that one performance Baptist, in the sprint, which yeah. is, was, was just... But he's been disappointing yeah.
3: since. Um, so he's got to step up. But he'll go to the breeze and could earn some points. I agree with Dan there. I think Focus Strike can follow them through. And Crime Riders at a big price. Um, I couldn't believe he was 100 to 1. I think he's definitely a small place bet here. But he's a fill-up for the Maltese Mac Dan, at $1.70. Um,
1: now, I got a little bit of a drive-by from Jody Quinlan at the end of the program last week. Um, said lovely things about Act Now, but that he didn't quite have blazing gate speed. Um, here's the concern. I don't want to upset the camp any further. Eleven times at race level, Act Now hasn't led. He's won once and placed three times. I think if he's exposed out there, an expensive ego only comes with one run, or even in the one-one, he, he is a vastly inferior horse when he's not leading. He could miss a place, and that creates—he
3: won't, won't run a place tomorrow.
1: No, and that creates an opportunity for whoever you think at the bigger odds. Now, I think Bulletproof Boy will get a cross-crime rider at the start and is going to be in a great position to run a place. And I'm obviously completely... Anybody knows over the last six or seven weeks, I'm sick for Julien, and there's no doubt he is in the kind of form I don't think many people thought Julien would ever be in, but that draw is horrific.
3: The Black Prince and Pete said so get out pretty good. And with them in angle speed, they could cross Bulletproof Boy. Hate to dampen your confidence.
1: Again, now you now you're looking at horses who can't cross from out wide, having a crack. When before you were saying, right, they won't have a crack. They'll just go backward, though.
3: I think the Black Prince will go forward with Cameron Hart. I don't know. I don't think think
1: it's faster than Bulletproof Boy out. Bulletproof Boy is um, pretty quick, and I think everyone's. uh, I think it's a dangerous game trying to trying to really run that first little bit. If if you're only going to get one, 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 two in transit, we'll move on. We've got. We've got a break coming up relatively soon, but let's go to...
3: 11.30 the break usually, Jace.
1: No, that'll be the news, mate. Um, but I, I reckon we've, we might have won before that. Um, <laughs> SEN track into the <laughs> Binging Pacing Championship. First round qualifying heat two. This is far, far wilier, in my opinion. And this is, this is tricky. And we've got that, I think, nasty situation where now Jullaby Nitro comes into gate one. Because Tango Tara is out. Tango Tara and Alpine tried the scratchings. Mona Mia is outside the draw. So even though she's the first emergency, she stays where she is. What happens early here? Does Zeus Promac just lead? Can Alta Orlando cross at the start? Um, does Better Call Me want to hold up for a while? It's going to be interesting, I think.
0: Yeah, well, it's made it more interesting. I'm, I'm actually disappointed here. I find it really confusing now with the barrier draws. I only recognised it last night and it Nitro. I, I thought the emergencies for the first time ever were, were drawn outside the field where they're supposed to be and not cause any interruption or confusion to punters. This is confusing. This is not right. I, I think they've um, erred here by uh, trying to do what they do in the dogs. Uh, the dogs don't have two rows and the dogs don't have a sprint lane. And um, I think this is confusing. Ridiculous. It uh, It stops people wanting to have pre-post punting. Um, uh, it's very poor. It's only going to happen on the first night because there won't be emergencies on the second night. But uh, seriously, I, I, um, I, I don't like it at all. I think it's silly. I think it's a handicap for people that are going to be having or attempting to have a bet. And those who have already put some on may not even be aware to race night. And when it comes to someone having to explain it all to the general public, it's going to be me. It's going to have to be me. And I don't want to do that because not with I think that it's attitude. silly.
3: Not with that attitude, Danny, but I agree. I agree with you. They shouldn't. They just put the emergencies in the race.
1: Yeah. No. I, I. I think we all agree. This could be the first time in history that number fourteen has drawn the pole. <laughs> it's got to be. A, it's got to be a first, doesn't it? Then.
0: Well, Monami is ODM, so she starts from that same position because she is out of the drawn mobiles. So if people are looking at the race conditions, who's going to look to the far right to see FR one? It looks. I don't look. It, Anyway, that's that's what we dealt with. It's only for one night. Um, didn't they try that in Perth once, and they got booed off the stage? Gareth?
3: I don't know. I, I think they still do it in Perth. It was confusing last week before one of their big races, but I try and tell them no one listens anyway, Dan, so there's no point. Um, but who do you think wins this race, Jason? Uh,
1: before we get to Dan, you've got to – I think – I thought Majestic Cruiser would follow through along – the pegs and i think that mm. might have been confirmed by jason grimson is yeah. that correct yeah they'll,
3: they'll stay on the pegs but i think he'll come off at one stage mid-race because i think there'll be plenty of pace up front here and i reckon Honolulu bay and horses like that will make a move mid-race so i don't think majestic cruiser can win i think he can finish in the placings um but i think it's a good race spirit of st louis the bet for mine around that five dollar quote
1: I'm tipping Honolulu Bay, Dan, and I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Well, there's two ways he can win. I've always been convinced he's a better horse from off the speed. But what I see happening here is Zeus Bromat gets the front, and then Spirit of St. Louis has to go to the breeze at some point. And if David Moran, who's a brilliant driver, can get in front of Spirit of St. Louis, get there, and then take cover on that horse, 1-1, he should win the race, in my opinion, because there's going to be enough early toe. And if they go crazy early, Honolulu Bay might weirdly which you don't think in round one of an inter dominion might be able to sit well back and win this race but spirit of st louis this is an interesting stat dan four starts in the breeze on australian soil and he's won every single time the question is what do we learn from that one run back from a break is he is he back to the spirit of st louis that looked like one of the very best horses in australia not so long ago
0: oh look he'll improve off that run and he'll improve again off this run i had a chat with uh, luke mccarthy yesterday and You know, he's looking at the horse going through the series a bit like he did when he he came down here in the summer. And let's face it, he loves Victoria, this horse, uh, taking all those cup races and then running so well in the Hunter Cup. So he can run really well and continue to build through uh, the course of the week in the three heats. I, um, look, you know what I'm like. I'm a jovial type, and every now and then I, I like to, to get you guys to laugh, just to mix it up a little bit, get a bit of a balance, you know. You were getting a bit heated there before, so this is your opportunity <laughs> to use your vocal cords in a positive in a positive and fun-loving way. I'm tipping Elter Orlando. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what? Well, that's just stupid, Dan. It can't win.
0: I thought he might be able to cross at the start, Yeah, guys. you'll
3: definitely cross, but he can't win because he's... He's not the horse that he was. He'll run third or fourth. He'll cross easily, but there'll be too much pressure. Seuss Bromac, even better be the bomb. As soon as he gets to the front, everybody knows that McCarthy has to hand up. So it'll be the charge of the light brigade. Um,
0: well, it'd yeah. probably be Zeus Bromac then, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah, Zeus Bromac. Or better be the bomb. Ants doesn't fall for that, that, no. that trick before. And better be the bomb. Ran a good race the other day when he led. So, yeah, Ooh. that's why I think there'll be plenty of pace. And maybe some of the backmarkers like a Spirit of St. Louis can get into the contest.
0: Yeah. Well, I've put the seven on top thinking it was a, a, a decent each-way play. Again, confused a bit by all the, the barrier draws. It's um, With Gillaby Nitro drawn barrier one now, it's, it's taken Majestic Cruiser, not necessarily out of the winning chances, but uh, quite possibly a, a completely different map here. Um, Honolulu Bay, he'll go well. Spirit of St. Louis, he'll run really well but can improve again. Zeus Bromac, I was actually surprised, guys, he opened up the price that he did. Um, I thought he was way unders, but I can see how now he might get to the front. Something else is scratched and make way. comes into barrier number two or something like that. Who knows what'll happen? Um, But I've put the seven at value. Seven, ten, twelve, five, eight's got to be a chance as well. This is the most open of the races, and part of that is because of the uh, the emergencies and trying to work out where they're starting from and where they're coming from. They might have three lines. There might be another condition there that the, the third emergency there. gets a run it's, and it's on the third line or something that. It's not like
3: that hard. Don't confuse us. Um, um, Nitro will be the poll. Um, I think Seuss Bromac <clears> is a chance, along with better um, better be the bomb to lead. And I think maybe, as I said, Spirit of St. Louis. I'm going to back Seuss Bromac and Spirit of St. Louis. James. Well,
1: uh, we've spoken about the confusion, but I feel like... um. I really got a raw deal here. So when I didn't realise what the hell was going on, uh, I've had a decent place bet on Better Call Me. But you know what?
3: He'll still lead. I I'll have a chat to Matty Craven. I think I'm
1: still in a good position, yeah. be yeah, Nitro can't do, it, can't do any work at the start. No. So Better Call Me should find the front.
3: I think he gets crossed by Altra Lando, and then he could be the first horse there. I'll I, be,
1: I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't know that Altor. I think... I don't know that they'll just burn out with him this time. Yeah, they will, 100%. So. Well, Zeus Bromac, Zeus Bromac is not slow out. Yeah, they're going to they're going kick up. He's not quite as quick as he used to be off the gate. He used to be absolutely electric. Ultra
3: Orlando will lead and then hand up to something.
0: You know, there's only one horse, one pacer in this whole series that has won over a million dollars. Ultra Orlando. Yeah. 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 Uh,
3: We've spent a lot of time talking about a horse that's not going to win like Ultra Orlando. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what, it is. Third, didn't he run third last year?
3: Yeah, it did, but they went 53. It was one of the most boring inter-dominions of all time. It was. But he's got gate speed to put him himself at the contest, but I don't think he's got the the ability to win anymore. I'll
1: tell you what, this is a lovely segue. As we go to the, I'm not allowed to say this anymore, uh, the reigning inter-dominion winner, um, and Dan will outline to us that he wasn't first past the post, Poncelle Benjamin. Um, We've got to go to the news in a moment. So I might just make the case here and we'll go to the news and come back and talk about heat three of the SEN track Inter-Dominion Pacing Championship round one. A little bit worried about what the Candyman had to say with better eclipse. Um, I thought the only one that might be able to cross him was Bonsell Benjamin. And if he does, it just becomes... A little
3: I bit odd. think he'll go out. I, I just had a chat to Ryan Duffy. I think he believes that there's this bit of pace inside of him like a, like a wildfire, and even Luke can push the button with AG's White Sox. I think their chances to cross the one.
1: Oh, this is – Better Clips held Honolulu Bay. I don't think those horses are quicker than Honolulu Bay. Mm-hmm. Bonsell Benjamin is quicker than Honolulu Bay, though, off the gate. But if Ryan Duffy's not going to press the button, he definitely won't cross. Let's go to the news. Come back. Everyone, take a little bit of a breath. We're having fun here. This is, this is fun. This is Easy Dominion. Back soon with more Friday Form Panel here on SEN Track.
2: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736 736. Never
1: forever, you, you a Welcome back, Friday Form Panel. Uh, We're joined by Gareth Hall, Dan Malecki and Jay Bond trying to find winners for round one of the Inter-Dominion series. And the final of the six qualifiers and the third for the Pacers features Better Eclipse, who, before speaking with Greg Sugars a little earlier this hour, I was confident was the best bet of the night at $2.15. And you know what, Dan? I still think he is. There is some speed outside of him, but I don't know that anything other than Bonsell Benjamin has got more speed than Honolulu Bay and Better Eclipse was able to hold Honolulu Bay in the Victoria Cup. And it sounds like Bonsell Benjamin might be going back. And look, I think Better Eclipse. He's
3: unsure, but he he probably was leaning towards, he doesn't think he could cross. If
1: Better Better Eclipse leads, even if he retakes the lead here, I don't, I
0: I don't, I personally don't see how he gets beaten. Daniel thoughts? Probably. You're, you're right there. Look, I've I've thought of it the same way. I'm not, not, I'm not, uh super confident that he will end up leading but i thought it was maybe the most likely scenario uh, and if he does torrid saint comes into it it's amazing how you look at if better eclipse does get crossed at the start mm. torrid saints chances um are lessened um other horses come into the race like a wildfire do we trust he went drop back in class one easily last week if that's the like a wildfire um that we saw before we went to queensland He's gonna take a bit of beating here, isn't he? Um, he'll probably have to sit parked, but he can sit in that position and uh, be able to dictate from that spot. If Better Eclipse led and Like A Wildfire was outside of him, well, they can come home in a ridiculous last half. And I'm not sure there's any horse that will make a move mid-race. Uh, Gareth, um, I you've got- My no
3: shadow will be off and gone if they're walking.
0: Okay, if they're walking, but Like A Wildfire is not gonna hand up the, the breeze at the bell.
3: Well then, it's game on. I,
0: I think, and so it should be. Yeah. These class of horse, they can yeah. do that.
3: I, I think that there's two winning chances here. I think better clips, leads and wins or I cast no shadow, who's coming off a group one win the other day, defeating mm. a really good field. Um, Honolulu Bay led on that occasion. He sat 1-1 and went past him. So I think he's a good horse. I cast no shadow, especially since he's been with the, the Grimson camp. Um, apart from that, Torrid Sain, I think his form's just dropped off a little bit. Like Gets a the easy fire. run, though. Yeah, he does. Um, but like a wildfire, um, I think his form's dropped off a little bit. Um, Bundoran, he went really well at this carnival last year. But I, I think the I cast no shadow or better eclipse will be winning this.
1: Well, look, this is how I look at it. Like a wildfire was in the wilderness, and he's bounced back. And I love the horse, but he beat Pete said so. Um, I Cast No Shadow was well beaten by a Better Eclipse in Queensland. Better Eclipse, what's Better Eclipse done? He's won uh, a Chariots of Fire. What has he placed in America? He's, um, he, he, like, Acme went massive in front in that four- and five-year-old championship. But this is a horse who is an absolute star, Better Eclipse. Correct. I think he remains underrated in my opinion. So, like a wildfire, I wonder whether some people don't remember like a wildfire beating a Lara J farm horse, and they think it was Better Eclipse. That was Triple Eight. Better Eclipse is a better horse, clearly. Like a now,
3: no chance. I can't believe no, it's
1: it, it is massively under the odds. Yeah, massively under $10. the odds. Uh, Torrid Saint a is, great place, o- is over the odds for a place at two dollars, even yeah. if he's three poles, because we know he loves that economical trip. So, um, I've ended up with the numbers one, eight, four, and seven. The only other one worth mentioning there, Dan, is. Uh, the draw's absolutely awful. As we can hear the puffing and the panting of man's best friend. <laughs> yeah. Um Max Delight is in is absolutely flying. I tell you what, he must have run out like stepped on a black cat, broken a mirror, walked under a ladder because you
0: can't get a draw. No, no, well that's exactly right. And and it's tougher around Ballarat as well when you've got those sorts of draws. Um, look, um, it, the the way this race plays out, there'll be a bit of chess in the early part of the race and then they might settle. I'm glad you said, uh, Gareth, that uh, Cameron Hart might make the move with Icast No Shadow because I could see if Better Eclipse leads, whoever settles one, two, three, probably run the trifecta and uh, Icarstone No Shadow could break that up. But as I said, these are hard-fit racehorses that are capable of uh, of running those sorts of times. And at Ballarat, they pretty much have to be up there, don't they? Um Look, my tips were one, eight, four, and eleven. We're probably singing from a similar hymn book. If it's not the same psalm, it's on the page next to it.
1: We'll go for a break now. Um, when we come back, I'm hoping that Gareth Hall has got some more information about another runner from the Jason Crimson camp, who I think is one of the best Victorians he's got his hands on, called Major Meister. And I also want to discuss the most unusual favourite of the night, LB2 Chains. All that and more on the Friday Form Panel when we return.
2: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN track. Text us on 0499
3: 736
1: 736. Friday Form Panel, as we lead up to round one of the Inter Dominion series, but we're past those heats now. And I'll tell you what, Gareth, um, somebody might have been scared about any information you're about to reveal around Major Meister. Before the break, he was four dollars sixty, and LB Two Chains was three dollars. Now he's three dollars sixty, and LB Two Chains is three twenty. So um, they've made the move. Do you have information?
3: Well, I think you'll be winning according to Jason Grimson. Well,
1: now, I'm, I'm telling you, this is bizarre. Somebody must be listening because I said we we're going to talk about Major Meister, and they've they've come for. He, he'll start. What what price will he start? According, I reckon
3: he'll start favourite with the money there for him. Um, I asked Jason. I don't know about his gate speed. He says he'll have gate speed <laughs> now he's with me. So,
0: oh, he's pretty quick out. Yeah. He's always been quick out. Well, I think yeah. he
3: leads and wins unless LB2 change doesn't want to hand out. But I think, I think Major Meister. Um, I agree with you, Jason. If he can do what he's been able to do with a few of the other horses, this horse might win the Miracle Mole.
1: Well, he could. I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you what, Dan. Like, honestly, Major Meister, when, when you look at um, some of the Herculean performances that Grimo's pulled off, uh, Major Meister not, might be, in terms of the Victor- what we know about his ability, he might be the best Victorian horse he's ever gotten, potentially. I know Major Meister hasn't done it. Yet, but we've always been told he's a very, very good horse. My question mark here is if he flies out, Alby Two Chains flies out. Um, like Captain, they have a crack because it's so very fast. I think they're going to still set the race up for can
0: top this, who's been trolling the house down. So I'm going with the eight. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, it, this is actually a pretty good race, and even until about two seconds ago, I wasn't sure I'd made up the, the made the right decision, but I. Major Meister I've come up with, but there's another horse in the race that clearly is a much better horse when it's drawn the pegs, and that is Fear cruising. Um You're a bit more of a New South Wales aficionado than me, but he's a quick beginner. Not that that's um, uh, crucially important here, Gareth, but um, he's got the pegs, and if Major Meister did lead, he might be a chance of being leaders back and running well. Uh, the captain could cross them all. Um, if he doesn't, he, he, I don't know whether he can win if he didn't lead and and then can't top this. Drawn the second line, his chances actually improved because of uh, what could be the generation of speed with a number of horses coming off the gate. My tips: are four one seven eight.
1: Four one seven and eight. You're just suggesting and advising that the punters. Launch early and hard while gambling responsibly on Major well, Meister.
3: you'd nearly have to back him in, wouldn't you? He could train you to win a New York Marathon, Jason Grimson, these days. Um, and that's that would saying be great something, because that... you've that... been smoking a pack of darts
1: these days. I don't, I, I don't smoke. I, no. I, I don't even um, know what you're talking about. So,
3: I think it's going to be... A... Certainly don't
1: vape like you. Anyway, keep going. Do you
3: know this is going to be a great race? Because I'm looking forward to this meeting, because you've got the... the, the uh, the man that's got everybody talking, Jason Grimson, taking on Emma Stewart in a few races. Yep. That's what I'm looking forward to this series. Like Stewart taking on Grimson, taking on McCarthy, Gath and the like. So, um, And some of the best drivers doing battle as well. So looking forward to it. I've got to go because I've got the road to the, to the trilogy to do. The road to where? The, the road the, the, to the, the, the trilogy. The, 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 the a difficult difficult sentence to say quickly. Um, so I think my best bet, Mac Dan, yeah. I cast no shadow each way. Yes. Um, with the Quinella, with the one. I think Major Meister will be winning as well. And I think Miss Gueso will be winning.
0: Okay. Well on Gareth. Hey, thanks for joining us, mate. Hey, Dan, yeah, thanks for the, the cameo. It's
3: a big stage tomorrow, mate. I know that you love it. Um, go and dominate.
0: <laughs> Good on you. Thanks, Gareth.
1: <laughs> There's Gareth all. he's off to uh, prepare for the road to the trilogy, which will be the show straight after this one on SEN Track. I've gone eight Four, six, and one. I'll tell you the only one we haven't discussed. In fact, just about everything here is going well, isn't it, Dan? That, that's yeah. that's the other thing. And if they go utterly berserk early with all the gates bit off the front row, um, the old racing um, adage is that the emergency in the main race will get the consolation. Well, this isn't the consolation, is it? But make way is also going yeah. really, really well. And you just think to yourself, if they just do something crazy and silly in the first few hundred metres. And I think there's a legitimate chance that will happen here. Then can't top this. Definitely it benefits, but I think even a horse like make way and maybe even Rick Riley, they benefit as well.
0: Yeah, no doubt only a small field also, Uh, and it's over the short trip. So the the harder they go, it might even out things and there's enough gate speed in the race that, that, that could be a chance. Uh, Again, my net's probably wide and similarly uh, to your thinking, uh, if um, if LB two chains is half length in front of Fear cruising, and Major Meister's are half length in front of LB two chains, and Lark captains are half a length in front of him, going into the first turn, they're going to be hard horses to restrain because they all like to go forward and run, uh, and that'll create a good tempo. And those that are Rick Riley's a sit sprinter, uh, Jean Luc, it'll need the pegs though. Uh, make way, absolutely will appreciate that, and and obviously can't top this. So. I've made it more challenging for myself after we've run through this. It's uh, it's more of a, a, a pickle trying to uh, uh, work out this particular puzzle.
1: Well, I, The only advantage I think I've got is I marked Can't Top This $2. So I'm, I'm definitely going to get a better price than that I already am. So I will be backing Can't Top mm. This and hoping for that early burn. Penultimate race in the program before we go to our final break in the Friday form panel. Now, I I did tweet this out uh, during the week. Now, everyone's telling me how good the tour is, and no doubt the last couple of performances have been excellent. Broke the Swan Hill track record last time out, but Radius has always been a very, very good horse. Um, Depending on what happens early here, his recent trials have been out of this world, in my opinion, and I think if he can somehow, if Ryan Sanderson can somehow stay in front of Mark Pitt, maybe even if he doesn't, I definitely think Radius is the one to beat here, but I'm wondering whether you're going to really upset me and make it an ultra-compelling case for the favourite, the raconteur. Oh,
0: look, I, when when there's not a lot between two horses, I generally uh, go for the horse that's race fit. It's, as you know, how many times you've heard me say, the horse that's first up. It's not that they can't win, but it's very hard. No matter how well they've trialled, um, and Radius, he finds the right race to be fair, but I just like where the raconteur's are at at the moment. Still on the up as well, capable of doing it whichever way Mark Pitt's comfortable uh, for the horse to be, whether it's up on speed or back in the field, sitting without cover, I don't think it really matters. He's still the horse to beat. Radius might be the hardest horse to beat, but he's got to be better for the run um, and then trying to sort out the others. I think uh, Rosarito misses in great form. The, the better tempo they go, the more that she'll be suited. And, and celestial gossip from the good draw. So six, five, four and one.
1: Six, five, four and one. I'm going five, six, four and one. So very similar, but um, <laughs> I've had a decent bit on the radius. So I'm really hoping he wins at uh, a better price than he is now. Quite a bit better. Right, let's go for our final break. When we return, we'll get through the final event on the program and then we'll give our best bets for night one of the 2022 SEN track into Dominion Series.
2: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499
1: 736, 736. Hello and welcome back. We've lost Gareth. All Jeezy was in a. Um, he's hot in hot form on the Friday Form Panel. Not a not not a um, traditional panelist, but I tell you what, he's ready to go with some very, very intense thoughts about some of these races and big fellas enjoyed it. Love the insight you're giving, gents, on the interheats. Love it when everyone is not in agreement and you get different opinions. That's what the game's about. We're up to the final event on the card tomorrow night at Bray Raceway Ballarat. And it's an intriguing one again, Dan, because I thought that Ultimate Vinny, Nathan Jack, jumps in the bike, can lead if he wants to. That brings one big shoe into play, however with the sprint lane in operation during the Inter-Dominion series at Ballarat. Um, but, I, look, I'm looking at the race and I'm thinking, well, if you want to shuffle one big shoe back to three poles, you've got to hand up to somebody. And I can't really work out who that is. I know some, some pretty smart form judges, including Darren Carroll, who I caught up with yesterday, think that Bayella Boy will lead. But I thought that Ultimate Vinny had the pace to lead if he wants to. It's whether Nathan Jack wants to, I reckon.
0: Nathan, um, yeah, he, he's uh, the perfect person tactically to to do that and do it for a tactical reason as opposed to um, th- if he thinks these main danger is going to be the one that's drawn behind him uh, and it could well take uh, one big show out of the way. I, I call it show because I got told to call it show. It's an old word that that I know it's spelt incorrectly, but oh, sorry, it's spelt correctly to what it was in the old days, but you would naturally think it was shoe. So it's one big show, but um, on its run last week, it went far and above where you would have thought it would go, running those sorts of times, mixing against good horses. Could Ultimate Vinny have done that? Um, I, I know he's going really well, but I, I, I'd say probably no, mm. Jase. Yes. Um, but it's the barrier draw, isn't it, with, uh, with the eight. So I tipped eight from one, and uh, I tell you, the horse is going really well. I'd love to see him win for Steve as Mirakura, he, yeah. he's a really good horse, but he just lacks that high speed. He has to work. He has to do it tough. And yet he is tough enough. It might be one of those races where if Bayella Boy did lead, Ultimate Vinny was behind the leader. One big show ended up three back along the pegs. Mirakura worked to the death seat. He's got a chance under those circumstances, whereas Ult- Ultimate Vinny led one big show set behind it. It's a bit harder. So don't rule out Mirakuru. Eight, one, five, and two.
1: I've gone eight, one, three, and nine. So reading the race in a, in a similar way here, I thought that, that Ultimate Vinny um, would lead. And Nathan, I think Nathan would trust himself to be able to dictate the terms. Um, you've already mentioned on a number of occasions Putting the pressure on outside the leader um, at at Ballarat's not an easy thing to do. So I think Ultimate Vinny might be able to dictate terms. But what one big show – I've now got that right – one big show did um, the other night. Ricky Alchinod spoken to him prior to that, and he really, really likes this horse. So it wasn't a flash in the pan. It wasn't, um, it wasn't out of character. He thinks it's a good horse. So I, I think if he's in that plum spot, he should be winning – uh, I think ultimate, Vinny, like you, Dan, is the major danger. I mean, Kowalski analysis was probably, well, was good enough. It was it was a pass mm. mark under the circumstances first up. Polly put Kettle on lead. Uh, Kowalski analysis sort of wobbled a bit around the bend, uh, held the ground relatively well. How much he can improve off that, I don't know, but you're always frightened of a horse with his kind of natural ability. Um, and then you're out to Cherokee, Joe, and Mirakuru. I'm with you. It's a, Mirakuru is a, a really, really, really nice horse, a really nice horse. It's just whether he'll be 100% ready to roll, second up from a break, um, if he is forced to park outside on the leader. But who knows? Maybe he does find the front. Maybe he's the one that uh, Ultimate Vinny or Nathan Jack's willing to hand up to to try and make life that much harder on his major threat and the uh, horse. Both Dan and I have got on top in the last... One big show now. Best bets. I've got, I'm just going to go with a um, uh, a four leg win multi to start with. I mean, Jack talks. Uh, you know, um, you know, a dollar seven. Majestuoso, uh, Mac Dan, and Better Eclipse. What are your best bets and, and value And uh, by the way, you can speak freely now, Dan, because <laughs> Gareth Hall's not here to tell you you're uh, you, you, you need to uh, go and get an MRI.
0: No, that's all right. As I, I've said to you many times, I can always default to being the race caller. Uh, race two, number six, Just Believe, and race five, number two, Mac Dan. That's the, I think they're the two best, but also a good uh, all-up or double to take. Uh, my value is Sundon's Courage. Race three, horse number four. I don't think he deserves to be uh, 20 to one. He can run a real race.
1: I uh, I couldn't agree more. And there's a couple of the, the, the ones that I've had a bet on for a place at Massive Odds. Uh, In race five as well, Bulletproof Boy and Huli Nien at a big price and also Better Call Me at $6 a drum. Even though he will not come out of the pole, uh, he should cross Jillyby Nitro and still get that gun roll. Now, before I let you go, Dan, um, everyone else has already said it, but um, very busy week and I didn't get around to it. Gareth's telling you to to enjoy uh, tomorrow night and go well, but I'll tell you what, you're hitting round one of the Inter-Dominion in hot form, unbelievable (laughs) calling last weekend. That, that that call, and it must have been so pleasurable for you, but that captain ravishing call was just something out of this
0: world. You must have loved it. Oh, look, I loved watching him. He blew me away. I think everyone was just as surprised as I was to see him go that good. So hopefully we get something just as special over the course of the next two weeks for the SEN track into Dominions.
1: Very much appreciate your time. It's been a far more adversarial Friday form battle than mm-hmm. normal, but I've enjoyed it. I
0: hope you have too, Dan. I have indeed, mate. I always look forward to the Friday mornings with you, Bon.
1: Au revoir to the uh, family. And by the way, stick with us on SEN Track because Giddy Up with Gareth Hall, such a versatile character, he's about to do Road to the Trilogy. And by the way, SEN Survivor for the ID as well. If you go to you pick a place getter in all races tomorrow night and try and win yourself 500 bucks.